want to welcome viewers and uh, listeners to this podcast on military discharge upgrades. This is attorney Alan Edmonds. And as many of you know, I have been practicing uh, military law for over 45 years and have offices coast to coast in the United States. I represent uh, active duty. I represent veterans and I represent people deployed around the globe serving their country. Military discharge upgrades are a passion with this law firm. We are totally on board and appreciate the service of men and women who have served the United States and their country and then are confronted at the end of that service or midway with a single isolated uh, disciplinary action and suddenly they're facing an admin board, uh, Article 15, office hours or NJP, whatever branch of the service you're in, or uh, they're facing uh, separation. And what happens because they've committed one violation under the UCMJ that is most often not significant, but nevertheless, uh, it has come to the attention of the commanding officer and uh, they are found guilty and then they're given an admin board and they get a negative discharge. So this discussion is going to take you from uh, A to Z, so to speak. We're going to talk about the process and what happens and uh, how you can fix this problem. And this problem is huge for those of you that have a bad conduct discharge, a BCD, or an OTH, or even a general under honorable. You know, because you're living this full time, that you've been denied employment opportunities, you've been denied VA benefits, you can't get a security clearance. Some of you had a dream about joining law enforcement or uh, one of my most recent cases, a, uh, a young man wanted to become a pilot. And uh, with an OTH, um, you're totally blocked. And you're subjected then to the regulations under the uh, U.S. Code for review of a discharge or dismissal. And the process is so complex and confusing that many people just say, forget it. And they live years and years with this stigmatism, this bad uh, discharge that is a reflection on their character, and it's no longer relevant. What bothers me most in these hearings, and I've been doing this, and I've represented thousands of veterans before the board and before other uh, administrative hearings, what bothers me most is that what happened 5, 10, 15, even 25 years ago is not the current situation with an individual. The individual has grown up, has matured, has uh, perhaps gone to school or gotten licenses or certifications, and they're a different individual, but they're tied to this event 10, 15, 20 years ago. And it's really not fair. 
And uh, you don't know me personally, but I have been writing the president of the United States uh, through two administrations asking for reform because I think an OTH, for example, that lives on beyond 5, 10, 15 years is totally irrelevant and is unnecessary. Men and women in uniform that got a negative discharge uh, place their lives in harm's way. Many of my clients have been deployed to war zones and uh, have placed their life on the line. Some have been wounded. A lot of them come back with PTSD or a traumatic brain injury, TBI. And uh, here they are uh, being confronted by a society that treats them hostile because of this uh, BCD. So today we're going to talk about that. I didn't mean to get into a lecture, but um, I'm very passionate about this. And uh, I have been a advocate of reform, trying to reform an institution like the United States military on discharge upgrades is an uphill battle, but I have been waging it for over 10 years and will continue to do so. So now I want to turn to um, the problem. And the problem is that uh, you have separated from the military and let's say hypothetically you got an OTH. And by the way, today we're going to talk about actual cases that I have litigated before the board and I have been successful and you can be successful. The problem is that uh, you're not trained in my job as an attorney and I'm not trained in yours. Uh, The other day, I represented a truck driver who drove rigs across the country. Um, The board was really uh, fascinated by his job because I made a point of talking about his job and how difficult that job was and how dangerous that job can be and uh, how he was transporting uh, necessary items for the military, and yet he had no TH. And the board uh, appreciated his job. And uh, I enjoy educating the board about what men and women do after they separate in an effort to support themselves and their families and in an effort to improve their lives. So this individual uh, had an OTH and uh, we were successful in uh, upgrading that discharge. And we're going to talk about that case and others. So this starts with you leaving the service with an OTH and other than honorable separation. And of course it's on your DD 214 and uh, the DD 214 is essential for you to um, upgrade. You have to have your DD 214. I require my clients to send me a copy of it because um, the form that we're going to talk about, which is uh, DD form 293 which is a request for review of discharge, wants to know about your discharge. They want to know what you want to do, and they want to know the nature or character of your discharge. And, of course, when you're talking about a a DD-214 and the types of discharge, just quickly, you start off with the very worst discharge, which is the uh, DD, dishonorable discharge, Then you go up to the bad conduct discharge. Then you go to an OTH, which is other than honorable. And then you go to a general discharge. And of course, finally, is the honorable discharge. 
you'll find this, the character of your discharge on your DD-214 in block 24. And um, in block 27, there's a re-entry code, and many of my clients want to improve that. I actually represent a large number of clients that want to upgrade their discharge, and they want to change their re-entry code because they want to go back into the service. And we are pleased to help them accomplish that goal and have been successful in, um, in many cases. If throughout this uh, discussion you have questions, write them down. You can reach me at 800-481-2526. I'm also on um, YouTube under Edmunds Law. And uh, this podcast and others appear on Spotify under Edmunds Law as well. We have offices coast to coast, and our staff of experts has been helping men and women in uniform with their upgrades. So I hope you'll call me. There is absolutely no charge to ask some questions. And uh, as I said, we are very, very grateful for your service to your country. So you leave the military and you have your discharge, the DD-214, and it says hypothetically that this is an OTH and uh, you're confronted with this and you have to live with it. And you leave the military with good intentions to try and get a job. And you can't because many employers want to know about military service. And when they see a negative discharge, such as an OTH or a BCD, uh, they do not extend an offer of employment. So you are confronted with this a number of times and you say, well, I have to discharge. I have to, excuse me, I have to upgrade this discharge. And you're confronted with the first federal statute, which is 10 U.S. Code 1553 that has to do with a motion to request a review of your discharge. And uh, that has got to be filed within 15 years. And many, many clients call me at the 20-year mark, 30-year mark. They haven't done anything. And uh, they just have lived with this uh, stigmatism and they want to change it, but they're beyond the 15-year mark. And the question is, can you still petition or is there relief? And the answer is yes. But now you're diving into a very specialized area of law. And as I frequently say to clients, you can't do my job and I can't do yours. I couldn't drive an 18-wheeler truck and rig. And it's very difficult for you to become a lawyer. Um, and that's the problem. Everybody tries to do this themselves because they get the forms, which I've talked about, the DD form 293, and it's uh, got some instructions. It's about a four-page form with instructions, and it looks simple. But if you look at the statistics, most of the time, people that represent themselves are unsuccessful before the board. They get emotional. They don't know how to answer the board questions. And it's interesting to know that you're going to have a minimum of three, but normally five officers, maybe one senior enlisted on the review board. And they each get to ask questions. So what happens is um, the written petition must be submitted. 
We do that. Our submissions are about 30 pages long. We charge a flat fee. It's very affordable. Um, and we submit that, and it goes to the board for review. The board contacts us and said, we are going to uh, grant a request for a hearing because your written submission raises more questions. And we say, fine, and we go to a hearing. We charge a flat fee for the hearing. And uh, my clients are totally prepared for the hearing. Now, what's occurring after COVID is that the hearings are virtual. They're either done on uh, a platform such as Microsoft Teams, um, or they're done telephonically. And our office does about five of these a month minimum, and uh, we've been very successful. So that's the overview. You fill out the Form 293. We do that for you. As a matter of fact, if you retain my firm, we do everything. So the case I want to talk to you about an actual case that um, I litigated just recently uh, was a case of an individual who had served uh, for four years uh, in the military. He had deployed to Afghanistan, and uh, uh, while over there, he was in an accident. Um, he had uh, a brain injury, and he was diagnosed with this. And uh, he was put on some very heavy meds that uh, were totally incompatible with his body. They didn't uh, address the pain. He was in severe pain. Uh, he had memory loss. He had headaches. He had depression. Um, he had uh, on the meds great weight gain. And so what did he do? He turned to self-medication and uh, tried to self-medicate with uh, marijuana, which interestingly enough, had a very positive effect. Um, he confessed the marijuana use. And what did the command do? The command said, well, you violated Article 112 Alpha of the UCMJ. And so they found him guilty of wrongful use of a controlled substance. They overlooked the PTSD. They overlooked the uh, TBI and they separated him with an OTH. His story was very compelling because while he was in Afghanistan, he saw some uh, friends of his get blown up. People stepped on mines and uh, he lost a, a buddy right next to him in a firefight and uh, he could not overcome the emotional and mental trauma of witnessing those events. So the military puts him on heavy meds, which don't work. He self-medicates, he gets discharged, and he receives an OTH. And prior to that, he loved the unit that he was with. He loved the military. Everything about it was very compelling. He had friendships and he spoke to them spoke about them to the board. Uh, he learned some skills and uh, he was crushed. He got an OTH. He lived with it. He got out in 2012 from the military. And I was taking this before the board 
in 2021, and we got the results in 2022. And uh, I'll just read what the board says to to us. Um, we got this result recently, and he said, uh, signed by the president of the uh, Navy Discharge Review Board, the review authority has given consideration to all relevant issues raised and evidence presented and has carefully examined all available official records in connection with your application for discharge review. That's the first paragraph on this letter, but it brings something up that I want to make mention of. The government will have official records that you don't have, and you should request a copy of your service jacket when you're doing a discharge upgrade, and you may or may not get it. And you may find that it's been lost or you may find that it's incomplete. Um, They will let you see the records before the board, but it might be too late. And uh, the second paragraph here for this client of mine from New York was huge. And I'll just read it as it's printed. It says, the final decision is that the discharge shall be changed to honorable the narrative reason for separation shall change to secretarial authority with a corresponding separation code and the re-entry code shall be changed. So this was a tremendous victory. I took this gentleman from an OTH to an honorable and that is difficult to do, but those are the cases that we love. We took this case, and he was so thrilled. He went on to uh, other career paths that had been denied him. And um, I love cases like that. And we uh, were happy that uh, we got a nice note from him following the hearing that he had a new job and that he uh, was so grateful. The Other cases that I talked about earlier pertain to a case that's beyond 15 years of age. And uh, there's another DD form called DD-149, and it's uh, an application for correction of military records. Uh, It, too, has uh, several pages, three or four. It has... um, appropriate addresses that you send this to for the Army, Navy, Marine Corps, Air Force, and Coast Guard. And um, it requires documentation. All of these applications do. Uh, We send exhibits with each uh, application, and we send a minimum of 17 to 25 exhibits. And you're going to say, well, what exhibits do I send? How do I know what to send? And the point here is it's really uh, less expensive for you to throw this ball to an attorney or to our law firm. You're simply not going to learn how to do these in the time frame. And if you go before the board and you're unsuccessful, getting before the board a second or third time is possible, but it's increasingly more difficult. So this first attempt has got to be done right, and it's got to be your best attempt. I get phone calls from people that say, well, I went to the board a year ago, 
and I got destroyed. I wasn't ready for their questions. I found out that my package was uh, really deficient and didn't contain uh, the documentation it should have, and I lost. And I'd like to go back. And it's possible, and we do file petitions for individuals that have been unsuccessful uh, prior to retaining our law firm. But I'll be transparent with you. It's, it's difficult, and it requires even more documentation. We've been successful. We don't win every single case, but we win a lot of them, and we've been successful, and we know how to win. And we also recognize that many of our clients uh, are modest means uh, individuals. What does that mean? That means they don't have a lot of money. And some law firms will quote five and $10,000 for this. We think that's absolutely absurd and really doesn't recognize the service that those individuals gave to their country when they got a punitive or a negative discharge. Uh, we, we quote flat fees and they're very modest. So uh, if you're interested, you can dial us at 800-481-2526. So that's the discharge process. Uh, my name's attorney Alan Edmonds. I'm standing by for your calls, or you can email me. Uh, we have websites, uh, alanedmonds.com or nationalsecurityclearances.com. And as I said earlier, we also have a YouTube channel at Edmonds Law and Spotify at Edmonds Law. We've been doing discharge upgrades for a long, long time, and uh, I want to hear your story. If I think your case is not going to be successful, we will not accept any money uh, from you. Uh, we want to know that we have a shot at winning. This law firm is filled with uh, trial lawyers. We love the courtroom. We love appearing in front of the discharge review board. They know us very well. We're probably number one or two in the country in volume before the discharge review board. And that speaks volumes for uh, our firm and the type of uh, work that we do. So if you have questions, please call me 800-481-2526. Thank you.